وَالْقَمَرَ and the moon قَدَّرْنَاهُ we have determined for it again قَدَّرَ يُقَدِّرُ تَقْدِير تَقْدِير is what? decree right? meaning it's fixed it's fixed it's not changing so for the moon we have fixed for it manazil phases plural of the word manzil and what is manzil? manzil is the place of nuzul meaning the place of descent being the place of arrival so for example a, a traveler he comes he stops somewhere and then he nazala from the car he nazalas from the plane or from the camel alright that's a stopping place and then the word manzil is used for a stage or a phase so we have determined for the moon manazil meaning phases this is referring to the phases of the moon each phase being different from the other from the previous one and the following one and this is referring to how the moon is each night right so there are 28 phases of the moon all right in 28 nights of each month concealing for two nights so two nights the moon is hidden when the month is of 30 30 days and for one night it is hidden when the month is of 29 days all right so there are 28 phases of the moon and how are these phases that each night you will see the moon bigger or smaller than the previous night depending on which part of the month you're in Right? So, who has determined this? Allah has determined this. Hatta until. Meaning, the moon, it has its stages, and every night you see it different, until Ada. It returns. Ada, Aud, to go back. Go back to how one was before. So the moon goes back to how it started. How does the moon start? the birth of the moon or the moon on the first night how is it it's a crescent and at the end of the month again how is it it's a crescent all right so ada it returns to be like kal urjun al qadim like urjun that is qadim what is urjun urjun is a date stock all right what is urjun a date stock I mean, these days we usually get dates which are, you know, in boxes, okay, picked. But if you see, you know, some packaging are, is with the twig or with the stock, all right? So you have to pick the date from the stock, from the stick, from the twig. Now that twig is Urjun, all right? So Urjun is the very old date stock that remains after the dates are removed. And it's very delicate, it's yellowish and as it becomes old it becomes arched okay it becomes arched and further it is emphasized it looks like the date stock that is qadim qadim old ancient very old dried so it refers to the appearance which is the shape which is arched all right then secondly it shows how thin it is thirdly it refers to its color how light and faded it is, that is what the moon looks like. Now, the moon's cycle is also amazing. It begins as a crescent and ends as a crescent. And in the middle it is full. Isn't that amazing? I mean, if you think about it, when something begins it starts small and when it ends it's big. 
But with the moon, it's a complete cycle. It starts as a crescent. Every night it grows, grows, grows until it becomes full. And then it begins shrinking, shrinking, shrinking until it fades away completely. And the moon's stages are also for what purpose? In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 189, Yes'alunaka They ask you about the hilals, meaning the crescents, the new moons. قُلْ هِيَ مَوَاقِيتُ لِلنَّاسِ Say it is a means of telling time for people. Hajj, And specifically it's relevant at the time of Hajj. And you see first the sun is mentioned and the moon is mentioned. And if you think about it, it's by the sun and the moon that we determine our calendars. Right? The sun, I mean it helps you figure out which month it is, which day it is, and the moon also. The sun especially with regards to the 24 hour cycle also, it's helpful. And the moon also. So both you know, one clock for the night, natural clock for the night, and one natural clock for the day. So both of them are a means of telling time. Less shamsu. Again, it is emphasized that these two massive bodies are still under whose control? The control of Allah. Because less shamsu, la not. A shamsu, the sun. Meaning the sun would never, it would not. Yambari laha. Yambari, it is allowable for it. Yambari is from the root letters بَغِينَ يَا بَغِي بُغَى to seek, to desire. And إِمْبَغَى يَمْبَغِي is when something is desirable or necessary, proper, okay, appropriate. And لَا يَمْبَغِي what does it mean? It's not appropriate. It's not correct. It's not allowed. It's not possible. So, لَشَّمْسُ يَنْبَغِي Meaning, it is neither possible for the sun, nor is it allowed for the sun, nor is it correct for the sun. On that, تُدْرِكَ It would reach الْقَمَرَ The moon. تُدْرِكَ from idrak dal ra kaf and idrak is to catch up with someone to get hold of something right that for example you're behind and somebody you know is driving way ahead of you and then you speed a little bit and you weave through traffic and then you catch up with them that is idrak all right so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us over here that the sun would never catch up with what with the moon what does it mean that the sun would never hit the moon. They would never touch. They can never touch each other. It's not allowed for the sun to collide with the moon, to hit the moon, to eat the moon. It's not going to happen. On the day of judgment it will happen. It is the day when the sun and the moon will be joined together. But right now, it's not possible for the sun to eat up the moon. Because if you think about it, the sun is much bigger than the moon, isn't it? Isn't it? And if you think about it, in our solar system, what's happening? All of the planets are revolving around the sun. Right? And this uh, new theory, or the theory of relativity, is it? Of gravitational waves, of relativity, some theory that has been proven recently. I was watching a video about it, and they were saying that they showed this exhibit in which they threw a ball in the middle of a, you know, of a cloth that was tied. 
right? And the sun was in the middle, right? And they threw another ball. And they showed how the ball was moving around, going around the sun, all right? And then eventually, it fell to the middle, all right? Because it was pulled by the object that was in the middle, all right? Now, every planet is going around the sun, and the sun has its, you know, energy or its gravitational pull or whatever it may be. But despite that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the sun could never eat up the moon. It wouldn't do that. It wouldn't do that. And generally, if you think about it, in the creation, what do we see? Bigger creatures eating up the smaller creatures. But that's not going to happen in space. It's not going to happen to the sun and the moon. And this can be understood in another way also. That the sun cannot show up at night. It cannot. It's not allowed for the sun to show up at night. Can it? Because if, if it would show up at night, then what would happen? It wouldn't be night anymore. But is the other possible? Do we ever see the moon during the day? We see it. But the opposite of that is not possible. The sun can never show up in the night. Meaning despite its massive size and its energy and everything that Allah has created the sun with, it is obedient to Allah. It will only do what it is required to do. Wala and nor al-laylu the night, meaning the night would never sabiqun nahar sabiq one that gets ahead, one that outruns, overtakes. So the night would never overtake an nahara the day. The night would never overtake the day. Overtake the day, meaning that it would arrive before the day ends. Rather. What will happen always? The night will follow the day. And the day will follow the night. And the night will follow the day. In other words, each comes at its fixed time. Neither before nor after. The night, the day, the sun, the moon, everything is following a schedule. وَكُلٌ And all whether it's the sun or the moon or you know stars whatever it is fi falakin in an orbit yasbahun they are swimming falak falak from the root letters fa lam kaf falak is basically used for the place of revolving of the stars or the moon or the sun or the earth meaning the path the course the orbit of the celestial bodies. Basically the word falaka is used to describe something that is round. Alright? Falka is used for the whirl of a spindle. Okay? Like for example, you're knitting something with a spindle and you make it go round. So it's used to describe something that goes around in a circle. So, kullun fi falak. All are in an orbit. Yasbahun, they are swimming. Sabaha, seen baha, is to move quickly. Quickly where? In air or in water. So smoothly floating, gliding. The sun is on its course. The moon is on its course. And therefore, the night and the day are according to their schedule. When the sun rises, the moon, even though it may have its light, it's as if it doesn't have any light. 
When the moon is there, the sun, it doesn't show up. So each is moving in its own orbit, following a fixed schedule with extreme precision. In, in obedience to who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's the lesson in this for us? What's the lesson in this for us? In these verses, the example of the sun and the moon and the night and the day, what can we learn for ourselves? That each is basically minding its own business, right? The sun is minding its own business, the moon is minding its own business, none is interfering with the other, right? Coming before its time or coming later, or coming when they're not supposed to come. Each is minding its own business and each is doing its work. How? Constantly, untiringly, each is going on its path. And this is the reason why we have, you know, security, sukoon in space, despite the fact that these bodies are massive, but still there is sukoon. And if you look at it on earth, when it comes to us, when it comes to people, what kind of facade we have created because we don't mind our own business. We will not do what we are supposed to do. We are more interested in the work of other people than our own work. We are more concerned about the problems of other people, the mistakes and the errors of other people than our own errors. Instead of doing our work the way we're supposed to, we are wasting our time. And this is the reason we have no peace. Yes. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I was thinking the sun is just like a boss of the space. You know how if we come here and say, who run in this place? Someone is running. It doesn't mean the person is running, but he is running. He taking, he is watching everyone, right? The sun is just like sitting there and he is like taking care of everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give power to the sun. Subhanallah. Yeah, because the moon also derives its light from the sun. Subhanallah, just surprised so much to me. When I came to Canada, it's about long time ago, over 30 years ago, and there were not that many mosques and everything, so you just get a schedule of uh, the salahs. So I had that schedule for that many years, and subhanallah, it's so amazing that every year, the same day, the sun sets at the same time. Like, you can even test it, you know, like you can check, you can go on the shore or sea or somewhere. The time it has been told on that day of the year or that day of the month it's exactly the same for that many years that I have been watching and wallahu alam how long it's going to be at the same time it's so amazing that I'm still having that 30 years old schedule and it's still working for me it's so amazing subhanallah Allah's qudra subhanallah I think normally if we were just to uh, live in an environment where we could actually see the sun and the moon properly we should be able to find our way. But we've lost that capacity because of modern life. So it's a good thing maybe to go back and, you know, go in. Or you just look outside. Yeah. Seriously. You know, alhamdulillah, even it's possible to see the moon at night. So, you know, look out your window. I, my son recently got some homework. And I was like, what's the homework? We have to look at the moon. <laughs> right? That was the homework that he was given. He had to look at the moon at night. And I think that was a very good homework. Uh, uh We see that subhanAllah these non-living things They're content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree And by moving according to what He's decreed for them So inshallah we should be content with it too Yes Because in obedience to Allah Surrendering to Allah Can there be sukoon in our lives Can there be peace, productivity in our lives Because the sun is not revolting The moon is not rebelling 
right? And consistently for hundreds of years, in fact thousands of years, the sun and the moon are doing their work. What happens to us? We get bored. We get bored. And that's okay. I mean, we're human beings. We are different from the sun and the moon. And that's why we have free will. We get bored. But what we need to remember is that we can never attain excellence unless and until we do something consistently. If we don't do it consistently, we don't do it you know, regularly, we don't give it our 100%, then we cannot expect much out of it either. You know, for example, proficiency, when it comes to the recitation of the Qur'an, when it comes to the memorization of the Qur'an, when it comes to even reading or writing anything, it comes with what? Consistent learning. What happens to kids over the summer? It's as if they forget everything that they had learned. Right? It's as if they have to start over again. September comes and they have to start over again. So why? Because there was a gap. Right? So when we are learning something, when we really want to, you know, develop excellence, then we have to do what we're doing consistently. لهم, and a sign for them is anna that indeed we, hamalna, we have carried dhurriyatahum, their offspring, or their generations. Fi in al-fulk al-mashhoon. Al-fulk, the ship that is al-mashhoon laden. Another sign for them is that we have carried their dhurriyah in the laden ship. Laden ship, mashhoon, is from the root letters, sheen hanun, shahn. Shahn is to load a ship, right, with people, cargo, right, and mashhoon is that which is fully loaded. What is this fully loaded ship, laden ship, and who is this dhurriyah referring to? This ayah can be understood in two ways. Right? Firstly, we see that the word dhurriyah means children, offspring. And what this ayah is referring to is another miracle, another amazing sign in the creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made sea travel possible for us. And it's so possible, it's so safe that when people go on ships, on boats, even canoes, they will actually take their children with them. Right? I mean, if you think about it, where would we take our children? Only places that are safe. So, anna hamalna, hamalna, we have carried, meaning how is this, you know, travel over water, sea travel possible for you? Because we have made it possible for you. We have allowed it for you. And it's so easy for you, you're so used to it that you even take your children along with you. Secondly, this ayah can be understood as dhurriyah is not in its literal sense over here, but in a figurative sense, the word dhurriyah is applying to generations, meaning generations of people. Because dhurriyah literally means children, but it applies to grandchildren, one's descendants. And then from that, the opposite also, meaning the ascendants, generations of people. So over here, the riyah is referring to the people of the time of Nuh alayhi salam, meaning those who believed in him, those who were saved. How? Because they boarded the ship. They boarded the ship. And fulk al-mashhoon refers to the ship that Nuh alayhi salam constructed.
In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 119, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَمَمْ مَعَهُ فِي الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ We saved him and those were with him in the laden ship. ثُمَّ أَغْرَقْنَا بَعْدُ الْبَاقِينَ And then we caused the rest of them to drown. So this is also a miracle. This is also a huge sign. Because if it was not for that ship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Nuh alayhi salam to build, Allah taught Nuh alayhi salam how to build, how to construct that ship. If it was not for that, humanity would not have survived. Humanity would not have survived. So, وَآيَةٌ لَهُمْ أَنَّا حَمَلْنَا ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ فِي الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ And if you think about it, I mean, the world has been populated because of what? When people were able to travel across seas and oceans, right? Move from one side of the river to the other, right? Build boats and ships and then go on sea voyages to discover islands and continents and other far off places. And this is how the earth has been populated. So this is a big sign. I know there's a difference of opinion on um, how like that flood that happened in Nuh alayhi Was it global time. or local? Yeah. Okay. So is this verse basically saying that... See, see the thing is that Nuh alayhi salam, he was there only about 10 generations after Adam alayhi salam. So if you think about it, how many people would have been there? Right. In total, how many populations or how many cities or pockets of population do you think were there? Right? So Nuh alayhi salam, we believe that he is Adam al-Thani, the second Adam. Why? Because all of humanity that came afterwards was from the descendants of who? The survivors of that flood. And none survived that flood except for those who believed in Nuh alayhi salam. Alright? وَخَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ And we have created for them, meaning for people, مِمِّثْلِهِ From likes of it, meaning the likes of the ark of Nuh alayhi salam, مَا يَرْكَبُونَ That which they ride, which they embark. يَرْكَبُونَ From the root letters, رَكَفْبَ رَكَبَ is to board, to embark on. So it's referring to, مَا يَرْكَبُونَ is referring to other vehicles or means of transportation. So we have created for them, from the likes of it, mimithlihi, the likes of the ship of Nuh alayhi salam, meaning so many other ships or boats, big and small, of different types, with sails or without sails, so many different types. Mayarkabun, and they embark on them, they ride on them. And not just at sea, but also on land. And in particular, the camel is called the ship of the desert. Right? The ship of the desert. Why? Because a camel can survive in the desert and walk easily in the desert like no other creature can. So, وَخَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِن مِثْلِهِ مَا يَرْكَبُونَ This is of the favors of Allah that we can travel using various vehicles. And this refers to both natural and artificial. Natural as in those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Right? Like camels and so on and so forth. وَالْخَيْلَ وَالْبِغَالَ وَالْحَمِيرَ لِتَرْكُبُوهَا وَزِينَةِ In Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the horses and mules and donkeys that people use for their travels, right? In order to ride. And then, artificial also, meaning those that people have made, and that also would not be possible except by looking at the creation of Allah. Like for example, if you just compare the shape of an airplane with a bird, 
there's so much similarity. Right? Submarine with, you know, a fish. There's so much similarity. A boat or a ship with a swan, right? Or a bird that floats. Again, there's so much similarity. And secondly, we could only do it with the creativity and with the resources that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with. So again, these blessings, the source is who? Allah. وَخَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِنْ مِثْلِهِ مَا يَرْكَبُونَ وَإِنْ and if نَشَأْ We want. If we should will, نُغْرِقْهُمْ We could drown them. We could drown them while they are at sea. Despite all their safety measures. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do that. No matter how massive a ship may be and how well equipped it could be and how perfect it could be, still something could go wrong and نُغْرِقْهُمْ We could cause them to drown. And when they're drowning, فَلَا then no صَرِيخَ لَهُمْ They will have no صَرِيخ. Who is صَرِيخ? صَرِيخ is one who responds to a cry. One who responds to a call. Because the word saraha is to yell, to cry, to scream out for help. Alright? And sarikh is one who listens to the sarkh. Who hears the sarkh and he responds. So while they are drowning, they would have no one who would hear their screams and respond to them. And come and rescue them. Wala and not whom they yunqadun they could be saved. Yunqadun is from inqad, inqad naqada to rescue someone from destruction, from something disastrous and dangerous. Wala hum yunqadun they would not be saved. They could not survive. So if Allah seizes someone, no one can rescue that person. No one could even hear their screams or respond to their screams. They would not be rescued. Except as a mercy from us. Meaning if there is some accident at sea and there are people whose call is responded to, and then those people are rescued. This is only by whose mercy? By Allah's mercy. They're rescued by Allah's mercy. Or in general, this is referring to safe sea travel. That you can only make it from coast to coast by whose mercy? Allah's mercy. Literally, you know when you sit on the plane and it takes off, you are basically at the mercy of Allah. You're basically at the mercy of Allah. Because if something goes wrong, done. We're finished. If the plane does not even land safely, even that could be so destructive. It could finish so many people. Aren't there so many accidents that happen? They do. So, إِلَّا رَحْمَةً مِنَّا This is what we need to remember. This is only a mercy from Allah. Forget about planes and ships, even cars and buses or trains. Once we sit on them and these vehicles are moving so fast, so fast, going towards the destination, I mean we can only make it safely by whose mercy? Allah's mercy. Even a bicycle. Right? Even a scooter. I mean, whatever it may be. You can only... You know, come off of that vehicle safely by the mercy of Allah. وَمَتَاعًا إِلَى And a provision for a time. Meaning, yes, you get off that vehicle, 
you get off the ship, you get off the plane, everything's fine, safe journey, safe trip. But then how long are you going to live? If the angel of death didn't come in the plane, I mean, it's not that the angel of death is never going to come. He's going to come eventually, someday. Mata'an ila heen. So what's the message over here? It is by Allah's mercy that travel is possible on land and sea. And if we have arrived safely today, then one day we have to go. In Surah Luqman, Ayah 31, Allah says, أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّ الْفُلْكَ تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ بِنِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ Don't you see that the ships sail by the blessing of Allah? So all of these laws of nature that enable us to you know, travel freely, all of this by whose will? It's by the will of Allah. He is the creator of all of these things. So over here, we see that so many signs are mentioned. Now what is the response of the people? Recitation. وَالْقَمَرَ قَدَّرْنَاهُ مَنَازِلَ حَتَّى عَادَكَ الْعُرْجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ لَلشَّمْسُ يَنْبَغِي لَهَا أَنْ تُدْرِكَ الْقَمَرَ وَلَا اللَّيْلُ سَابِقُ النَّهَارِ وَكُلٌّ فِي فَلَكٍ يَسْبَحُونَ وَآيَةٌ لَهُمْ أَنَّا حَمَلْنَا ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ فِي الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ وَخَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِنْ مِثْلِهِ مَا يَرْكَبُونَ وَإِنْ نَشَأْ نُغْرِقُهُمْ فَلَا صَرِيخَ لَهُمْ وَلَا هُمْ يُنْقَذُونَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَمَتَاعًا إِلَى حِينَ